Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Gork's Red FM. Welcome to another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jar McCarthy, and you can follow me on my social media, Instagram and Twitter accounts at JarMcCarthy74. This week's guests include Cork Senior Camogie and All-Star nominee Libby Coppinger, plus Cork Senior Ladies Football and All-Star nominee Melissa Duggan. Cork City and Republic of Ireland Under-17 International Ellie O'Brien also joins us on this week's podcast. We'll also hear from the newly crowned Cork Ladies Football Junior B Champions O'Donovan Rossa and the new Intermediate Champions Valley Rovers. Cork LGFA Senior Manager and Mornabi Banishtor Shane Ronane gives us his reaction to the 2021 Senior County Final being staged at Parky Cueve for the very first time. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. Libby Coppinger is one of 10 Cork players nominated for this year's Camogie Association All-Stars. I caught up with the St. Cullum's Intercounty Jewel player to discuss her nomination, coming up short to Galway in the All-Ireland Final and much more. Now it's fantastic to be joined here on the Big Red Bench by one of the Cork All-Star nominations for the Camogie Association Senior Team of the Year for 2021 banquet which will be held later on towards the end of the year but it's great news for Cork to see so many names on that list and one of those names is Libby Coppinger. Libby, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, look, I suppose it's, it's always a massive honour to be nominated and sure if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it but it's, um, it's a huge honour to get a nomination. Were you surprised to be nominated because you sound like you're surprised? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just think you kind of, you never know any way, you never know the way any of these are kind of going to go. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, as in, again, a massive um, honour and it's, it's always a nice feeling, I guess. It is, and deservedly so. Like you're in there with, with, with your fellow Cork players, Amy Lee, Laura Hayes, Laura Tracy, Saoirse McCarthy, Hannah Looney, Ashling Thompson, Chloe Sigerson, Katrina Mackey and Amy O'Connor. So not just yourself, but I think that's recognition of, even though you came up short in the All-Ireland Final, I think it's recognition of the quality of the camogie that Cork produced last or this past year. Is that fair? Yeah, no, definitely. Like as in, there's always quality coming out of Cork, but um, I think we played some great camogie this year. And like you said, we came up short against Galway, but it was... You know, it wasn't for a lack of talent or anything like that. It was just, I suppose things didn't necessarily go 100% right for us on the day and Galway are an incredible side. Um, but yeah, there's massive talent. Like training with the likes of those girls, it's always intense and you always have to bring your A-game. So um, yeah, we. I suppose <laughs> I give uh, any defending credits I have to the forwards that I'm marking and training because they're just incredible and you're always um, on your toes. Indeed you were and you had some quality forwards to mark this past year and you did it very, very well. Can I ask you just in terms of the game, inter-county camogie game at senior level right now, to me, over the past 12 months even, it has become far more physical, a lot quicker, um, but in do- and also raising the quality and raising the bar at the, at the top level, at the top senior level. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it has um, 100%. Um, I suppose it's kind of been raising its profile the last couple of years, but... The last few finals have definitely got a cup, a lot of attention and even I think the semi-finals this year, I know there was a lot of people, you know, you'd have the loyal supporters but there seemed to be new supporters coming on and realising the Camogie is actually so interesting to watch and, you know, obviously it's a bit different to hurling but it, it brings its own enjoyment and excitement to um, to watch. So, yeah, it's it's great that people are noticing it and recognising that there's, there's great talent out there in Camogie. Did you find that there was more increased media coverage this past year, said the reporter interviewing you for the radio? 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, again, like things have been, the profile's been raised the last couple of years, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think there was a lot, again, I'm kind of going back to the semi-finals. Mm. There was a lot building up to it, but then after the semi-final leading into the final, you know, there was a lot of buzz around Cork. I suppose for us, it was being back in an all-around final after the last few years, um, which was great, but it was great just to feel the buzz around and feel the interest um, and support from people. I would imagine, Libby, the dressing room, the contrast in the dressing room following that fantastic win over Kilkenny compared to the devastation of losing to Galway. I could see it on your faces on the pitch afterwards. How long did it take to, or are you, over that All-Ireland final defeat? Um, I, I suppose it's tough to say. Um, it definitely took a lot out of us. Like it went from, like you said, the highest of highs um, for that semi-final, finally getting over their semi-final hump um, to just come up short again in the final. Um, but I think we kind of can take a bit of solace in the fact that we, you know, everyone left it out there. It was, it was a puck of a ball, which is kind of hard to, you know, accept. But like we gave it our all, and you know, we gave it all throughout the year. So you kind of you have no regrets that way. It's just it wasn't the result we wanted. Um, but yeah, like as in the winter, I suppose is tough ending on that that low but um, we kind of we got to stick together for the couple of days after and that definitely helped um, and then sure we were straight back into clubs so you kind of have to forget about it for a bit I suppose not even forget about a packet for a while and then we'll um, get through it over the winter So I'm imagining the fact that you play Camogie for Carberry and for your native club St. Cullum's you were very very busy all of a sudden so you were able to park it but now when the club championship is coming to an end um, obviously you have an an all-star nomination and hopefully an all-star evening and award to look forward to but that it's starting to creep back into your head again that that, that now I I mean I could see just at the final whistle it was just devastating for you Yeah um, yeah like you said we were we were right back into club and it was busy so I suppose for all of us you kind of had to put your club hat on um but yeah I guess we kind of if we meet up at all we try not to talk about it too much and you know I suppose try and put it in the past as best we can but we're just going to try for next year and build on the positives we got this year you know like I think we played a good brand of camogie um, and I guess we just came up against a better side on the day um, in Galway which you have to accept as well yeah, so I mean, obviously disappointment, but let's let's look forward and let's let's think positive. Um, you know, an all star award or an all star nomination is just reward for the performances you put in and you, the Cork defence put in this year. That was some amount of work off the away from the pitch. I think that the Cork team put in this year is it, has this been the most physically demanding that you've been involved with Cork Camogie or was it the same as the previous year and you just built on the momentum? Um. I don't know. It, it's a it's tough because every year is different. But I suppose you do almost kind of demand more out of yourself. And as a team, every year you're trying to bring it to another level. So I guess in a way you could say it was probably more demanding. Like the trainings were incredible. They were always very intense, and we were always you know tested and given opportunities to come up with solutions on our own. You know. Um, mm. So it, it was great. And like I said, we were training. You know, there's outrageous talent in Cork and we're up against it every night um, in training against the forwards we have so you can never have an off night um, but yeah and then like Amy Lee was incredible she was great to have 
behind me as well all year to tell me what I was doing right and wrong and um, give a bit of guidance. So I think, like, again, it was massively disappointing to lose to Galway, but there was a lot of positives this year and we really gelled as a team and everyone was, you know, driving each other on and, like, people will give credit to the defence for stopping things, but it was from 15 back. You know, the girls were working so hard to put pressure on the ball coming into us to make it as poor as possible. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're helping us out as much as they can. Your inter-county manager has moved on. Uh, Paddy Murray, for the first time in a decade, will not be in charge of the Cork Senior Camogie team for the coming year and the coming championship and season. How much of a role has he played in your inter-county career? Oh, as in, I suppose he's been there from the start. It'll it'll be very strange um, playing in Gigante Camogie without him at the senior level, I guess. But he, it's, it's been incredible. Um, you know, you had to thank him for everything he's done for Cork Camogie. And, like, I'll always be grateful to him for giving me the opportunity to play senior. Um, something you, you know, you dream of, but he actually made a reality and it was incredible. And I've had a great run with him as manager and we've had some great days unfortunately we've had some not so great days too but um, he's, he's been massive for Cork Camogie and he's definitely left it in a better place um, and then again like it was good to he was always willing to make football work as well which is massive for me and other dual players to have that ability to play both and um, yeah just he was a massive part of Port Cork Camogie, so it'll, he's a tough replacement, but um, there's no doubt someone else willing and able to take on the role and hopefully take us take us on again. Indeed, well said. Let's hope, let's hope that's the case. Um, back to the club. Obviously, there was disappointment for you with Carberry in the Senior Championship and that you didn't get out of the group. But for your club, St. Cullum's down in, in West Cork in Kilkill, um, you play in the 13-a-side Camogie Championships, but you got to a county final and did very well to get to a county final, um, beating Tracton in the semi-finals and, and doing very well to do that. You came up short against Aaron's own in the decider, Libby, but obviously you're full of pride when you put on that orange and black kit for, for, uh, for St. Cullum's, but how much of a release is it for you from inter-county and from senior to get to play with your club and, and, and just play with the girls that you grew up with? Yeah, it, it's excellent. Um, like it, it's funny, we're actually... Like obviously I've known so many girls on the team, but there's actually a lot of family on the team as well. My um my uncle is the manager and then I've my two sisters and two cousins playing on the team, so it's a bit of a family affair down there. Um, but it 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 was great. It was, you know, I suppose we played on the Wednesday night after the All Ireland final. So that was a bit tough, but it was good just to almost get it out of your system as well. Um, and then we kind of, we lost that match. We kind of went on a bit of a run for the couple of weeks then after, which was great. And it was just great to see a bit of a buzz, you know, in the camogie down there. And, you know, young girls see that we're getting to a county final and we're, you know, enjoying our camogie. Um, but yeah, it, it was excellent. Unfortunately, like you said, we lost there in zone, but I suppose that the, when we lost to Nemo the first night, the first round of championship, you wouldn't have thought we got to the final. So we kind of were building every game. Um, and it's just, I know I've had a long year, but you almost wish that you could get a couple more matches when things are going well for you. Um, so yeah, it was a very enjoyable to be back with the club. 
Indeed, a good positive way to end the year with your club and maybe possibly getting back there again next year as a target. Listen, Libby, on behalf of everybody in the big red bench, we, we have fingers crossed for you and all the Cork players that those nominations turn into actual awards. It w- would be a, a just reward for you having played as a dual player and then played so well in Cork Senior full back line to get all the way to an All-Ireland final uh, it's fingers crossed between now and the big ceremony whenever that is but we'll be hoping that you get that award at the end of the season Excellent thanks so much Jeff. you're right The Big Red Bench Game on. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Donnie's and Cork inter-county footballer Melissa Duggan has been nominated for an LGFA All-Star Duggan spoke to the Big Red Bench about her delight at the nomination her disappointment at losing out to this year's All-Ireland semi-finals and where the All-Star after party might be taking place we are joined on the line now on the Big Red Bench by Cork senior footballer and all-star nominee, Melissa Duggan. Melissa, welcome to the Big Red Bench and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's great to have another nomination this year, so delighted with that too. Yes, because you've already won one All-Star, which is uh, which is fantastic for you and uh, obviously for Cork and for your home club, Donnie's. But this is um, being nominated now after such uh, a different year, shall we put it, with COVID and with everything that went on. Um, to get that nomination is, I suppose, an indictment of how well you played. Yeah, to be honest, I actually wasn't really expecting a nomination this year. I don't know, just with COVID and everything like that, it's, like I just felt maybe... I wasn't playing the best football this year or something like that. So, you know, it's so hard to be nominated because there's such a talent, like, out there all over Ireland. So, you know, to even get a nomination, like, it is a huge honour. And, you know, they have to pick from so many defenders. Um, So, like, to be quite honest, I actually was a bit shocked when I saw that I was nominated. (laughs) But, um, no, I'm delighted that I am. And, you know, it's nice that after the last maybe year and a half, you know, to have the Ulster Awards back and everything like that. Yeah, this is the thing. It's 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 an accolade just being nominated. It'd be fantastic if you managed to win for a second time. But it's the whole, I suppose, the, the pageantry around it and the fact that it's a, a big night out and both for yourself and for your family and friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's great that they are hosting an event this year for us. Um, it's just, I suppose it's a nice way to end the year and to it's a nice signal to from ending the the the, the current year and starting the new year kind of. Um, so it is uh, a nice night to have um, and to enjoy with your family and your friends. Um, and uh, especially after the year we've had where we weren't um, allowed those events, um, it's nice. It's going to be like one of the first events that we actually are able to go to and celebrate with your par- your parents and your friends. So it, it, I am looking forward to it now. And the bonus is the hotel is only around the corner from my house in Dublin. Okay, maybe that's the information you don't want your fellow Cork players knowing <laughs> no, just two no. years. But it's out now, Melissa, so I'm sorry. But can I, and the, fa- the fact that it's going to be a big night out, I mean, you're in... Uh, the like you, you're nominated as you said, which is fantastic. But there's an awful lot of very, very good players. Fourteen Meath players from the All Ireland winning team, nine from Dublin, but seven from Cork, which I think is a good reflection and a fair reflection, despite despite the disappointing defeat in the semi final, a fair reflection of what a good year Cork had up to that point. Yeah, I suppose when you come to the end of the season, you always only remember the bad parts of it, and you know you only remember the last game, we'll say. So, you know, while that happened and while we went out like that, 
um, I suppose when you do reflect back on the whole season as a whole, including everything, like there was a good few players that really brought it up a level this year, especially the young ones like Erica and Sai. And, you know, for them to get their first domination, it, it, like it's huge for them. And, you know, they definitely do deserve it. And it's great to see that, like, um, out of all that many four, like fours and defenders, you know, the two of them got nominated. Um, so it's great to see um, that seven of the Cork girls um, got on the nominations list. Um, as you said, like there is such a huge talent, and like to think that the finalists got fourteen, and I'm not too sure how many you said from Dublin, but like just for seven Cork alone, yeah, it does show that you know we were having, we did have a good year um, overall. Yeah, and that, like, unfortunately, we do just have to quickly talk about that All Ireland semi final defeat to Meath because, as you said, and anyone else that I've interviewed so far, any All Star nominees from Cork, I mean, they've all got alluded to the point that some of them are over it, some of them aren't. Where are you on it? Because obviously, it takes a long time to get over a defeat, but losing in an All Ireland semi final is really, really tough because you're one step from the final, you were in control up to a few minutes to go, and then look. You just capitulated for whatever reason but how long or are you over it and if so how long did it take to get over it yeah no i'm i'm still not over it i like i'm just still in complete and utter kind of shock is the only way mm. i've been describing it because i actually those last two minutes would haunt you forever like nearly mm. you know we were as you said we were in control of the game we had gone up seven or eight points i know everybody knows it but mm. Like I, those those two minutes of madness, I kind of call them. They still haunt you, and you 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 can't get over it. You know when all the years, you know you might have been beaten in the semi final and everything like that, um, and you know you might have been beaten by four or five points, but you know to to be nearly over the line, but yet so far, like it, like you just can't get over it for for ages. Like it's just. It's going to be hard to bring it around for next year and everything, but um, yeah, not over that semi yeah. final loss at all. Uh, sorry for bringing it up, but it's kind of a subject that I have to with the footballers. Yeah. I can hear it in your voice as I've heard it with yeah. the other with your teammates. The one thing is, Melissa, like next year is a new start. It's a new start with a new manager and new management team under Shane Ronan. But before like we look ahead to twenty twenty two, how important was? Evie Fitzgerald to your inter-county career um, and how important were, were the team that worked with him last year? Yeah, I suppose Evie was my first and like only ever manager that I've had um, in the senior ranks. So, you know, he he is a very important figure in my football career as well as in my life. Um, you know, he has given me so much um support um in football and outside of football um you know he he's a man of many times you know he's educated and you know he wants you to see he wants you to be successful both on and off the field especially off the field you know he really cares about every one of us you know and he really shows that that you know football will, will come first in his eyes but there is more important things to football as well um so, like, Evie 
probably had the most influence in my football um, it, up in the senior level, definitely, because uh, he was the first person I met at training, the first night I was at training, you know, mm. um, and we haven't looked back since. So it is sad to see him go. Um, and he's done so much for us. It, like, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd kind of feel that you let him down, you know, that you didn't go all the way with him, you know, uh, get a final or anything like that. Um, but look, it just wasn't meant to be. But, you know, even the whole management we had last year, you know, they put in so much work last year, you know, more than they did probably every other year because of the year that we had with COVID and everything. You know, they didn't want us to be isolated. You know, they always had group video calls, you know, that you'd nearly forget that they were on. But, you know, they, we had so many group video calls and, you know, different interactions online and, you know, team bonding, trying to do quizzes and everything online. You know, they put out, they put in an, a, a, a huge amount of effort um, over the last... 12 to 24 months you know um, like they really really um, deserve huge credit um, and huge bits and all of them like Connor, Paddy, Michelle everybody um, you know they really did put in so much effort uh, you know just to look out for us over COVID and everything like that um, both on and off the field you know um, so I'm not too sure what, what what's going to happen next year, but it is that to see them go and um, um, to see that you know we couldn't go all the way with them because they they put so much time into us. Yeah, and that's very well said. I mean, on the other side of it, Melissa, just finally looking ahead, I mean, as you said, there's a new start for Cork, a new manager, new management team, a fresh start. And 2022, I mean, obviously life is very busy for you at the moment with work and also with your club, Donnie's, as we record this, you're still very much involved in the Junior A Championship. But is the inter-county season something you look forward to now or do you wait until the new year and can't wait to get back going again? Yeah, I suppose with the, like, this is the first time that I'll be changing manager and everything like that. So, you know, there is a different kind of freshness now going to be happening next year. Um, So, like, I won't have experienced that before. So it is a little bit daunting, you know, you have to prove yourself to a new management team, to a new manager, you know, that you can make it you know, beyond the starting 15, like it doesn't matter how many nominations or awards or anything that you might have individually, you know, you still have to prove yourself um, to a, a new person. So, it, you know, next year will, I think, bring a lot of um, kind of freshness to the team again. You know, we've all been on the road now together, maybe like two or three years solid now where we have the young ones coming up through and everything like that so um, you know it will bring a certain freshness and I think um, it is exciting to look forward to um, and uh, I will be looking forward to the new season ahead Good stuff and that's a good positive uh, note to finish on. Listen, we wish you all the best in the the All-Star Awards which are coming up in November. Um, Hopefully you'll get that second All-Star. You certainly deserve it but you're in there with some pretty heavy hitters. But look, I suppose the real story will be the after party that looks like it's going to take place in your place now because you've announced (laughs) that you're you're nearby. So I can't help that. But Red FM are happy to broadcast live from there if it comes around. But... (laughs) <laughs> Melissa, we, we do wish you all the best and thank you for um, all your interview time this year on the Big Red Bench. It's much appreciated. And we look forward to talking to you again in 2022. Thank you so much.
Thank you. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork City and Republic of Ireland Under-17 International Ellie O'Brien helped her country win all three UEFA European Championship qualifiers in Norway recently. The Big Red Bench spoke to the rising star about her future club and international aspirations. Now we're delighted to be joined by Cork City Under-17 and Republic of Ireland Under-17 International Ellie O'Brien. Ellie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. It's been a busy time for you between travelling to Portugal and then to Norway with the Republic of Ireland under-17s. But first, let's just talk about Cork City. Um, how, when did you enter the Cork City Academy? Um, I entered the Cork City Academy about two years ago and then from then I've just worked my way up to the 17. And your manager at under-17 level, that's Sarah Healy, correct? Yeah. And what's it like playing on that team and what has it been like? How has the season gone for you? Um, the season's gone well for us. Like we have a semi-final on Saturday now against Galway. All the girls, like you know, we all get on so well. It's such a good team. Um, what was coming into the academy like even two years ago? Was it a bit nerve-wracking? And how soon did you settle? Yeah, it was very nerve-wracking to be fair because we had some of the older girls down with us too, and I was just I was just nervous going down. But um, I settled in well because all the girls were welcoming and stuff. And you've obviously been doing very well because the Republic of Ireland under-17s have noticed how well you've been playing for Cork City and you were called up. That must have been a lovely moment. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, I was just so happy, like I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, now your manager and obviously there's a there's a few Cork people as well involved on the, manage- or on the management team side of things. How helpful has that been? Oh yeah, sure. I had um, Maeve, I had Heidi Maskin. I had Heidi O'Sullivan, like Joanne Cork girls, well, maybe from Tipperary, but she still plays in Cork City, and it was just easier knowing people on the team. It very much was. And your manager as well, James Scott, he's a very, very good coach. How how helpful has he been to you in your and improving your game? Yeah, he's been a very helpful coach because he comes to all our Cork City matches, well, most of them anyways, and he gives you feedback at the end, so he's been very helpful. Um, you play, you're one of the many midfielders in that Irish squad. How did you find when you first got onto the Irish team, the training sessions and who, again, it was obviously nerve-wracking, but was it easy to settle very quickly? They seemed like a nice bunch. Yeah, they were a lovely bunch. Like, we all got, we all clicked straight away. Like, the competition in midfield was very hard too, to be fair, because there is a lot of midfielders on the team. But I was just happy to get um, a good bit of game time. Yes, and including that game time was a nice trip to Lisbon to play Portugal in two friendlies earlier this year. Now, you you lost one 3-1 and you won the other one 1-0 with your teammate Heidi Mackin scoring the winner. What was that like, just that training camp? Oh, it was unreal. Like, the experience was just so good. Like, the heat now got in the way a bit of the training because we, we just weren't used to the heat. Like, But um, it was just an overall good experience. Did that kind of experience, like you're in a camp, you're getting up every morning, you're training, you're preparing for matches, like that's a big step up from club football? Yeah, definitely. Like even the level of like players against Portugal, Portugal were a really good side, like but we were just happy to beat them in the second game. Yeah, and like did you find yourself that it was, you know, playing in that kind of environment, playing against quality opposition, it really brings your game on? Definitely, like they were just a really fast-paced playing kind of football team, but we kept up with them, and it was just like such a good, you know, experience. Yeah. And just on that, I mean, can you just give an example of you know when you're in an international camp, just for maybe girls that are thinking about playing football and maybe interested? What's a typical day like when you're in a camp like that? I mean, obviously you get up and have your breakfast, but what would a typical day when you're not playing a match be like? 
So, um, like, if we were over in a foreign country now, we'd probably get up, have our breakfast, and um, we'd foam roll on recovery. Um, we could go see, like, to have a look in the city, and then um, we'd come home, have our dinner, have tea and meeting, then straight to bed at, like, 10 o'clock for the next day. That's pretty regimented for a 17-year-old, but obviously you love your football, so it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a routine more than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But like the day kind of flies, like yeah. you wouldn't realise like how yeah. much everything kind of fits in when you have a schedule. Indeed, and that schedule and that kind of preparation served you well because you're just back from Norway where you played three qualifying games against Hungary, Bulgaria and the home nation, the Norwegians. That's a lot. Of, that's a pretty intense period, three games in that amount of time. But you won all three. Um, what was the highlight for you on that trip? Um, the highlight was definitely the last match, just beating Norway. Like I didn't even get a game, but like I was crying and everything because we won. Like, it was just so good. But you did get plenty of game time prior to that. Yeah, I got 90 minutes versus Bulgaria and I got like 20 minutes against Hungary. Two very good technical teams. I mean, they're the kind of games I'd imagine, Ellie, your concentration levels, you have to maintain them. Definitely, like you have to just get into it straight away. Um, How good were the, Nor- were the Norwegians the strongest? I mean, they would have been the host nation, probably one of the stronger teams you were expecting to face. But how good were those three opponents? Well, yeah, it was just definitely a step up from the Women's National League level because they're just better teams, strong, physical, fast. But um, we were just so happy to pull off the win and beat all of them. One of the things I've noticed just from watching those highlights, Eddie, is just how well those teams move the ball, but also how well Ireland moved the ball. You have a very set system, you keep it on the ground and try to move it forward as quickly as you can. Yeah, we've been working on that, like in training and stuff. Like we've different kind of tactics for every team, but we're like I'm just so proud of the team because we just did such a good job, like in the space of ten days against some teams. And it looks like from the photographs that this is one happy bunch. Obviously, winning three games helps, but there seems to be a nice buzz around that camp. Definitely, like all the girls, like they're just so funny. Like we just click straight away. No one, mm. no one doesn't get on with anyone. Like we all get on. And obviously the Cork girls have to kind of, and well, the Cork, Cork City girls have to fight their corner. I'd imagine there's a fair bit of banter with the other clubs, yes? Oh yeah, there is a good bit of competition. But like, it's all well, like we're all friends. Great stuff. Now obviously you've got a semi-final this weekend um, in the Women's National League. But like looking ahead, what are the kind of things you want to hope, you hope to achieve with both Cork City and with Ireland? Well, I'd love now to kind of sign with the seniors now for... Cork 17s and with the Irish team um, I'd love to just keep moving forward 17s because obviously the team now isn't really the final team because James Scott could be bringing in players and taking out players so I just hope to keep my place on the team It's a good time to be an Irish international player really because you look at the success of Vera Paw and the senior team obviously you're thrilled to see that but there's a lot more attention now on the Irish uh, female football Yeah it's great like we're just yeah, it's really good to be playing nowadays as a girl, like, because everything's just kind of getting better for us. And obviously a full-time professional career, that would be the ultimate goal if you're lucky enough to get there. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, very good. Well, look, congratulations to you so far on a, f- a successful under-17 campaign with the Irish team and also the best of luck for the remainder of the season with Cork City. When it's all over, we may get in touch again here on the Big Red Bench just to keep tabs on your career. It looks like it's going places and we're delighted for you. Thanks so much.
Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Cork Intercounty and Morn Abbey Senior Manager Shane Ronain believes this year's Senior County Final being staged at Parky Cueve represents a huge step forward for ladies football. For the first time ever, the county's most prominent ladies football club final will be staged at the redeveloped Cork GA Stadium. Shane gave his thoughts on the positive news to the Big Red Bench. Now, Morn Abbey and Air Og will play in this year's Cork LGFA County Senior A Final and that match for the first time ever is going to be played at Parky Cueve. Uh, joining me now is Morn Abbey Manager Shane Ronain. Uh, Shane, first of all, congratulations on reaching the county final and your reaction to the news that for the first time ever a Cork Senior Ladies final will be played at GAHQ here in Cork Thanks Ger yeah listen I think it's it's absolutely brilliant news um, I suppose testament to the work that's been done at, at board level and you know in fairness to um, you know to our uh, colleagues in, in, in Cork GA they've um, you know they've agreed to this and I think it's, it's a wonderful step forward uh, TIT has been a fantastic venue you know for the last number of years uh, so I've been involved in more than I've been involved in the final as I've been involved in CIT, which is a fantastic venue. But I just think this adds extra prestige to it and it gives everybody, you know, both sides will be going to be the, the first team to lift, um, you know, a county title in, in Parky Cree for a ladies football team. So I think it's fantastic news and, uh, you know, everybody's very excited about what we, what we told the players last night. Um, you know, after the match, you know, they were, they were, they were very excited about it and, uh, you know, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for some players who, Look, a lot of our county players would have played there, um, you know, over the last few years, but there's a lot of club players there who, who haven't got the chance to grace the field in Parky Grieve. And look, it's fantastic and well done to the Cork LGFA and to the Cork GA and to the, I suppose, the stadium committee as well in Parky Grieve. It's fantastic. Yeah, and from your own point of view, Shane, and from, and from your Oaks, I mean, obviously, it's a fantastic, immaculate pitch, and it's held up despite all the bad weather with all the amount of matches that have played in it recently. The fact it's an evening throw in as well you'd hope that a large crowd will turn out yeah look I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity you know a Friday night game I you know I see some people complaining about Friday night games for, for ladies football there on Twitter during the week but I think it's fantastic uh, you know a uh, fantastic start to, to, to a weekend it gives you know it gives an opportunity for people after walking on Friday to come in there you know walking in the city they can you know pop down to the match um, you know hopefully we get a lot of neutrals in and you know no doubt there'll be a huge crowd there from Merrog and, and from Warnaby and I just think it's a it's a fantastic opportunity and I think, you know, if if um, the two sides can play up the form, I think it's going to be a fantastic match and a great spectacle for them. Indeed it is and you, you you mentioned the players from both sides who who would have played on that pitch before but for the club players who have not, as you pointed out, this is an opportunity to rise to the occasion. Yeah, look, you, you see, look, they see their male counterparts, um, you know, playing there, you know, on a regular basis up to so many games there at the moment, I suppose, I suppose the quality of the of the pitch in Parky Creeve, you know, is... Uh, is a big thing there with the amount of, you know, the games that are trying to be played there. So, you know, it's, it's great for, for our players and for the old players who maybe won't get to play there with Cork, um, you know, either at football or camogie. I think this is fantastic for them and, you know, it's, it's going to be a wonderful occasion for those players to, you know, it's, it's a fantastic place with the dressing rooms, the whole setup, you know, I think it, it's going to be a wonderful occasion. And look, I just hope they don't get overawed by it, but, you know, I suppose they've... Um, there used to be games and I think but this is the perfect setting for a Friday night on the Friday night lights you know it can't be the journey Indeed you can and it's a facility and a, and a pitch hopefully you're going to become quite acquainted with as Cork manager down the line from your own point of view an exciting a good fair management team too um, a fitting reward even to just to play out the final at this venue at the end of what's been a very unusual but a very exciting season Yeah look exactly like you know, the, you know all the people involved in the management might have been involved in games in, um, in Parky Creeve or you know the big stadiums and 
you know, like there, there is something special about uh, about being involved in the big stadium, you know, and you play in the big stadiums around the country, I think, for players, but also for the management and, you know, for, and for club officials. It's fantastic to be in there, you know, it's going to be a wonderful, it's going to be a wonderful night, you know, and uh, I think, you know, people are about to really enjoy it and just being in there and, you know, actually, the surround of the stadium, you know, when you're in a big stadium like, like Cockey Creek, I think there's nothing beats it. It's very, very special. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that everybody can enjoy it and, you know, the spectators will be, you know, be able to see their own, I suppose, their, their own daughters and, I suppose, uh, things like that, you know, play, playing in the stadium. So I think it's, it's fantastic for everybody. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. West Cork Club O'Donovan Rossa claimed the 2021 Cork LGFA Junior B County title thanks to a victory over Watergrass Hill recently. The Big Red Bench got Rossa's captain Kate O'Donovan's reaction to becoming county champions. Beating Watergrass Hill in the final was a big moment for this squad because of the, what happened the year before. You know, losing yeah. out uh, in the final. You scored nine points. Yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> yes, you did. But can I ask, afterwards, there was obviously... Enjoy, there was an obviously delight at winning a county championship it's a big thing to do in any grade no matter who you are but mm-hmm. was there was it a case of unfinished business from the year before or did it matter from the year before that she lost in the final well I suppose I think with any team you know all the losses like any loss it will drive you on further and you know it does you use it to fuel yourselves I suppose you know for better things to come so definitely I think we used you know maybe any upset that was maybe left over to kind of drive on then again for you know this year definitely um, the junior B grade is not an easy one and that is borne out by the fact yourselves Rock Bond and Middleton ended on equal points which just shows how tight a group was that and how, how much of a benefit was it Kate coming through such a tight group going in against Nemo and then Watergrass Hill Oh yeah definitely I mean you know when you're when you're up against this you know when you're up against good teams it definitely drives you on further and you know you, by playing good teams then you improve better and you know you, you see what's out there and you know you I suppose drive on then further again and you know try to improve yourself so it's definitely good to have a challenge all the way up you know it would be it would be kind of pointless you know for all the games were just a walk in the park that kind of way so it was brilliant to kind of hear that we were all kind of on it was a level platform because you know then you really have to know that you're going out for to win a battle and you have to bring it in on the day How important were Derek and the management team to you this year? Oh, they, they were absolutely super. I, I don't have enough praise for them. They were absolutely brilliant. Uh, Derek Tobin, um, James Amani, Michael McCarthy, Karina Conway, and Joe O'Brien. Why were they so good to you? What, 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 what was it that they did that made life easier for this panel? Well, I suppose we've had like Derek and Michael and James and Karina. They've been there since day one. So, you know, they know the team very, very well. And, you know, they know our strengths and weaknesses. And then I suppose um, Jer came in this year, and he, you know, he brought a new sense of I suppose just new ideas, and mm. you know, it's great to have you know just the new opinions, and he spiced things up a bit in the team as well. So I mean, we had the mixture of both I suppose the trainers who knew us very well previously, and the new trainer um, in Jer. So you know, to, but they both worked really, really well together. And sure, we were we were training like three nights a week, and you know, it's, I suppose it's been a long term goal really to get to the county final because we were I know we were all in lockdown um, like last February but you know myself and the girls we were doing Zoom calls every Friday night you know working on our strength and conditioning so it was definitely like a long term thing and I suppose the trainers made sure that we they organised all such things you know um, Very well said obviously getting to a county final was there any kind of more nerves than usual facing Watergrass Hill or were you just very focused on what you needed to do? Ah, uh, definitely. Yeah, the, 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 like naturally, there would be nerves, I suppose. But you know, I think 
given the fact that we were, you know, working steadily throughout all the year, I think we were all very confident. But then again, you know, confidence only gets you so far. You know, you have to go out and perform at the end of the day. So definitely there was a bit of nerves. But, you know, Jerry used to always say, like, a little nerves is all right, but too many nerves, you know, mightn't be too good. So, you know, I'd say we all did have a little bit of nerves. But I think at the same time, we were all fairly confident that we would be able to pull it off if we just performed on the day. And just finally... um Going up to Junior A is a lovely boost. It's quite a competitive Junior A, as you already know. You know a lot of the teams that are already there, but you mu- you, yep. you must be looking forward to it. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think that was such a long-term goal for us. You know, we're a fairly new enough club, so it's absolutely great to be, you know, climbing the ladders. Um, and, you know, hopefully now next year we'll be able to drive it on and, again, meet teams that, you know, are very competitive and, you know, are of a very high standard. And no doubt that will drive us on and improve us further as well in years to come. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Valley Rovers won the 2021 Cork LGFA Intermediate County title by defeating Clanmire in the decider last weekend. I got reaction from Valley's inter-county players Dara and Emer Coyley as well as winning manager Dennis Coyley. No, we started well and I suppose we set up kind of defensively and um, we, 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 we know how strong they were. We, we wanted to be in the game in the second half. That was our overall approach and... We we snuck a goal in the first quarter, um, or was the second quarter. That kind of was the difference mm. on the day. Um, so we were up in five, four or five at halftime, mm-hmm. um, and it was we, we held on then in the second half, probably against the wind a little bit, and we just dogged it out. Uh, even though they kicked a lot of boys, we we had two or three other goal chances we could have taken, and they probably evened out, you know. Mm. So it was it was just a very dogged performance. Pitch held up really well. Um, and you know, we're delighted we're delighted by it you know what does this mean Dennis you're, you're a senior club now yeah well, well, I, the story we tell we the age team in 2015 and our, our chairman at the time John Murphy said he wanted us to be a senior club by 2025 <laughs> and um, I, 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 I it's, it's kind of the joke in the club but like, he, he, he showed vision way back then and others the rest of us just followed him um, and it has to start it on the 16 up and we started on the 16 minor and it means everything just start because mm. it's phenomenal like where we've seen our men's we've seen our ladies um, I played junior football most of my life and for Valley's out to be seen our men's and women is you know it's it's a dream really you know but it's hard won it's hard earned it is know, so. but this is a like it's two county championships in a row in two of the toughest grades and that will stand to you when you do go up to senior it will because like we lost two juniors before we won one so mm. like we we lost to Glenmire in one of those Glenmire like one day on the 21C and then we went down on the 21B the next year and then we played Glenmire on the 21A so we got the three finals in B, C, B and A in three years but they gave us a lesson mm. in the finals so uh, like we have the height Glenmire have always been the club we've looked up to to be honest because um, they're a fabulous club and they have good structures and there was only between the two teams today but it, it, it means everything for us to be a senior club it's, it's a tremendous honour and um, to be a senior club and we'd hopefully now you know not <laughs> not let ourselves down when we get up there you know yeah what does Morn Abbey Aerog Inch Rovers Pride Rovers sound like <laughs> next year or do you want to take uh, you know you, you have to aspire to being with those and like mm. Morn Abbey are the blueprint for all of us you know they're country clubs um, but I, I looked at the under 16 county final there and I saw the picture of Morn Abbey winning it and the happiest man in the picture of Jory O'Sullivan Mm. And you know, you you in clubs you must have men or women who really push mm. clubs to to be the best they can be. So for us to be in the same pot now in next year's senior draws, Mornabi, 
is is an honour, you know, um, and, and 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 that's how we view it. Today it wasn't winning a cup; the big prize was senior football, yeah. and um, and we, we've got that, which is. Which is everything for us, you know. Now, I'm joined by Dara and Emer Kiley, who have are two very important members of the Valley Rovers ladies football team that won the Intermediate County Championship on Saturday by beating Glanmire and are now a senior club. Emer Kiley, you are now a senior club. How does that sound? Um, it's unbelievable. It's actually, it's it's hard to take in at the moment. Like, we, we won the Junior A last year and it took us a few years to get out of the Junior A. Um, so to be up intermediate and to, to go up senior in our first year is just... It's unbelievable. Like we we couldn't wish for a better. Um, I suppose a better day out. Like the, everything kind of just came together, and we're just delighted with our performance. And that we're we're now a senior club. Dara, for you, what a challenge posed to you by Glanmire, but you got over it. Yeah, we knew there was going to be such a tough team. We met them in the Junior A County Final about three years ago, and we met them in the Under Twenty One A County Final as well about two or three years ago as well, and they got the better of us both times. So we knew that they were going to be. You know, a great side, and that make no mistake that they were going to be up for the, the game today. So, look, we just played, look, we just played our own game and stuck to our own game plan, and thankfully paid off for us in the end. Emer, what does it mean to be a senior club, just for not just for yourselves, but for the for all the young girls that are playing football with uh, with Valley Rovers? Oh, it means everything. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like I suppose, like Valley Rovers ladies kind of football has never been, I suppose, held. Like as you know, we've never had a high status. Like we've never been kind of seen to be kind of potential a potential senior club. And you know, just for the young girls to kind of see that, to see us now playing in the senior division next year will be unbelievable for them. And it'll only drive on the younger, the young, you know, the younger age groups, and you know, get them uh, motivated and wanting to be part of that and to to you know be playing with the, the senior team. Um, yeah. So it's it's great for the club, and we're just delighted to to be up there now because a lot of hard work has gone into it the last few years to, to get this far so we're delighted Indeed it has and finally Dara just for you some celebrations now I mean first of all junior champions now intermediate county champions what does the si- what does the sound of potentially playing Aerog, Morn Abbey and those kind of clubs feel like? Oh it's amazing like that's where you want to be playing at the highest level like to be honest like when you were playing junior a few years ago I never did I ever think that in two three years we'd be up playing against those girls like we were fortunate we got the chance to play senior with West Cork and experience that intensity and that standard which we loved and to think that we can now do that with our own club is just honestly just couldn't have hoped for more so it's brilliant enjoy the celebrations from everybody here on the Big Red Bench well done to Valley Rovers and yourselves on winning the Intermediate Ladies Football County Championships well done girls cheers thanks Roger bye bye that's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts you can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan Colm O'Sullivan and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.